0: I was fortunate to be married to someone who had a naval background, and therefore understood the life of a seagoing naval officer and the necessary separations involved. Although my wife's father was a diplomat, one who'd served abroad for most of his life, her great-grandfather, great-uncle, both grandfathers, and an uncle were all admirals. One of her grandfathers, John Lucy, was the captain of the light cruiser Glasgow in the Battle of the Falklands in 1914. A lucky ship, Glasgow, had survived the early defeat of a British squadron by the Germans off the Chilean coast at Coronel. I first encountered Diana, known by family and friends as just D, while serving in the frigate Gurkha in the Persian Gulf in 1966. Her father, Sir William Lucy, was the political resident in Bahrain with responsibilities for the Gulf. And just before he retired, we took him to sea to call on all the region's rulers and sheikhs, beginning with Kuwait and ending in Amman in the port of Muscat. Sir William had been granted permission to take his daughter and his social secretary, Vicky Vigas, on a three-day trip, although he had been advised not to inform the first sea lord, who happened to be his brother, Admiral Sir David Lucy. The two girls slept in the first lieutenant's cabin with a Royal Marine on guard outside throughout the night, and they spent a great deal of time during the day sunbathing in bikinis on the teak deck just below and in front of the bridge. There was no shortage of volunteers to keep watch on the bridge, and it was noticeable that their binoculars were not exactly fixed on the far horizon looking for ships. My own efforts at pretending not to approve of women at sea did not last long, as one day Dee asked me if I could show her where we were on the chart. I was Gurkha's navigator, but replied that I had absolutely no idea, throwing the rubber onto the chart and adding that we were probably just about where it landed. This rather relaxed and nonchalant approach to navigation clearly did the trick, however, as we were married eighteen months later. My naval connections could not compare with Dee's. My father was a naval officer who joined at the age of 13 in the early 1920s and served throughout the Second World War, mainly in the Atlantic. He retired shortly after the war, went into the church, and became parish priest of the village of Cowden in Kent. He died in 1971 while on a working holiday on the West Indian Isle of Nevis. He'd been running the church there to allow the incumbent to return home to England for a short break. In 1976, When I was the commander of the destroyer Hampshire, we passed Nevis on our way to Trinidad, but did not have time to stop. I was, nonetheless, able to fly to the island in the ship's helicopter to pay a very brief visit to my father's grave. I descended from the helicopter in my white uniform, and began to walk the short distance to the church. As I did so, I quickly found myself being followed by a large number of excited local people they continued to follow me with great curiosity wherever I went, to the church, the grave, and to the rectory where my father stayed. I was puzzled at first, but it transpired that the members of this small church-going community thought I actually was my father, now resurrected and descending from the heavens to visit them once again. The confusion was perhaps understandable. I resemble my father— and my white uniform could well have been taken for the white cassock that he habitually wore in Nevis. Eventually I was bid a sad farewell, as if I were him, from hundreds of well-wishers, while I waved goodbye from the helicopter before it lifted off and returned to the heavens. It was an emotional visit. There have been only two other naval heart-dykes, as far as I am aware. Henry— was a midshipman who in the 1850s served in Agamemnon, the first ship of the line to be powered by both sail and steam, and he retired as a rear admiral, while Wyndham ended his career with the rank of commander after serving in both world wars. My Hart grandfather served in the Indian Army, winning a DSO in the First World War, and my father's elder brother also had a distinguished career in the Army, winning a DSO in the Second. Among my mother's family, the Alexanders, were some very good artists, my mother being one and her uncle Herbert another. Two of her other Alexander uncles, Boyd of the Rifle Brigade and Claude of the Scots Guards, became famous explorers and naturalists, whose exploits in Africa in the early 20th century are recorded in the two volumes of From the Niger to the Nile, written by Boyd in 1907. Boyd had a twin brother, Robert, my mother's father.